Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You're listening to the Empowered Woman, Badass and Unfiltered Podcast, a place for inspiration, empowerment, and personal development. Showcasing badass women from all over the world, giving tips on personal development, mindset, and healing. I'm your host, Olivia, transformational success coach for spiritual female entrepreneurs. Now let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to the Empowered Woman, Badass, and Unfiltered podcast. Today, I have Charmaine Fuller. And listen, let me just tell you, she herself is a mother of three, and she has two on the autism spectrum and one with ADHD. Charmaine has been an advocate and mentor to parents in the special needs community for over 10 years, helping moms navigate the special needs world with sanity. And that's so important because um, I could not even imagine, like I, I cannot, if you're listening to this and you're a female entrepreneur with a special needs child, my heart goes out to you. I have no idea what challenges you face for, for one, I'm not even a mother myself, um, but more about Charmaine. She's a life strategist with The Charmed Life and guides entrepreneurial moms of children with special needs to achieve more time, energy, and focus in their personal and professional lives. I've got her links linked below. She has a free case study on how to go, how to get out of overwhelm hell. And um, that that's linked below. So definitely check it out. Um, thank you, Charmaine, so much for joining me. Thank you for having me, Olivia. <laughs> so how did you, you've been doing this for 10 years. How did you get started doing this? So what happened is, I would go to these meetings with other special needs parents and, you know, you kind of sit around and you talk about like what's going on. And I would just kind of share some of the things that I had done to make my life easier. And they're like, how did you come up with that? And to me, I'm thinking like, well, this is just like, this is how my brain works. Like I just take and compartmentalize stuff and make it work. And they're like, oh my God, what did you say again? So like at these meeting, women are like taking notes. <laughs> I have people like calling me out the random and one day my BFF is like, you know, you should really do this to reach more people. You know, you can get paid for this. And I'm like, but this is just stuff I know. Like, I'm just sharing, like, who would pay for me to tell them stuff they could figure out on their own? And she's like, you would be surprised. And so that's how it turned into a space where I can now reach more and I have the bandwidth to um, help more moms. But it just started with me sharing what I knew with other moms um that's how that's how it all started <laughs> well what were some of the techniques that you were you know you were coming up with that other people had like no idea about so one of the things that I always used to like share with moms is you know they would talk about either their child having a meltdown or they couldn't figure out how to get child a to do c and 
I would ask questions like, okay, so when does this happen? Like when, like, so, okay, so it happens here. And then maybe you might want to try this. So unfortunately, fortunately, unfortunately with our world, there is no cookie cutter. Like one slab of advice that I give to one mom would make another mom's child be in meltdown status for like 20, 30 minutes. So Mm -hmm. it was all based on like the questions I was asking and the things that, you know, I kind of came up with a lot of the things around scheduling their day and not packing their day in, because as a mom, sometimes you feel like you have to get all the things done Mm -hmm. and letting them know that all of the things are not going to get done. And so you need to add more space. Otherwise you're going to keep coming up overwhelmed and exhausted at the end of the night. Absolutely. I mean, I myself as an entrepreneur with two dogs and a husband, I, um, I realized like I cannot overpack my day, um, because it will drive me, it will make me so upset with myself if I don't complete everything on my to-do list. Yeah. And I know that has to be so much worse when you've, you have children in general, just needing, you know, mommy, uh, mommy, mommy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you grew up in the church, but one of the things they used to tell us when we sat next to a boy was leave room for Jesus. And so that's kind of the analogy that I use for my, like leave room for breath, like leave some space. Like it's not, trust me, like don't pack stuff in back to back. You can add space to it. Oh, definitely. I I've realized that as well. Like it's so important that, um, for me in general, not to live a reactionary life so much, you know, and to be really proactive. Now I know, are there ways that you teach your clients how to be more proactive throughout their days? Um, Yes. Um, One of the things we start off with is that morning routine, which is something that a lot of moms don't feel like they have the time for. And I honestly didn't either. Cause when I first heard about it, Tony Robbins was like an hour of power. And I'm like, I don't have an hour, dude. What are you talking about an hour? And so I said, so I don't have an hour. What do I have? I have 15, I've got 15 minutes. I can breathe before people start breathing down my back and it just grew. And so one of the first things we work on is what's really going on and then create time for yourself. Cause a hundred, a hundred out of the hundred moms that I have worked with, none of them really have a morning routine. Like I ask them, how does their day start? It's I wake up, I kind of ruminate over like really getting up period then I get up and it's get such and such ready for school, make breakfast, make sure backpacks are, you know, it's this, they just go into the routine of taking care of everybody else's needs. And that's one of the first things that I work with moms on is put you first. Like it's okay to be selfish. Selfish is great because it means you'll be able to serve from a higher space. Um, The other thing I have them work on is their planning. And, you know, once you now know what's really going on and you know where you want to go, then you're able to create a plan that supports that versus just throwing a bunch of random ish on your list every day, which is what a lot of people, not just moms, what a lot of people do is, oh yeah, I need to build my landing page. Oh yeah. I need to take stuff to dry cleaner. Oh yeah. And it's like, how does that fit in with how you say you want your life to feel and look? And so just having them build those foundations. So no matter what goes on, they know where to come back to. Yes. Yes. I'm, and I'm big on that too, with my clients. Like it's for me, I, I love to like calendar block, like the week. 
Yeah. You know, and, and you know, if you're going to do something out of the house, you know, you do the things around the time that you would be out of the house. So if it's picking up that dry cleaning, you know, let's say you want to do that on Tuesday, you know, maybe you don't leave the house all the time. Um, maybe, you know, especially with COVID, um, maybe your kids are at home and you've got to find that, that, that space to, um, you know, get some work done, get those, you know, I work with your partner. If you have, if you know, you're blessed to have one and, right. you know, these two hours I'm focusing on this work. I, you know, cannot be bothered. I cannot, uh, I am not available. But you and I both know that comes from an immense amount of clarity. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure as with your clients, normally when I begin to work with women, the only thing they're clear about is that they're overwhelmed mm-hmm. because they don't really feel like they have the space to look at all the other points that aren't running right. You know, they think that uh, the kids melting down at two o'clock every day is random. And it's not like if you pull apart, it's like, oh my gosh, maybe they're sleepy at two or maybe they're hungry at two. And if you structure your day around, you know, at two o'clock every day, somebody's going to flip out, then you don't plan a client call at two o'clock. You don't plan to sit and take a breather at two, you restructure your day and you begin Mm -hmm. to look for the patterns. And I think because many moms are just so overwhelmed, they can't, they're blinded by the patterns, which is, you know, what I help with is I help you to see the patterns that are going on. So again, versus you trying to schedule your me time at two and little Johnny is flipping out because it's his nap time and he needs you to hug him versus you getting mad about needing to hug him. You just don't schedule anything for two o'clock because you know, this is the time where he's just done. And that's another struggle that moms have is that pre-kids, I was able to be a boss all the way around 365. Now I'm able to be a boss in between the hours of 10 and 12. And then I have to make lunch and then I can pick it in. We're just, we want to keep on that cycle. And it's like, no, you need to adjust your life to fit what's currently going on. And that shifts as your kids get older, as they gain new skills, as things, you know, as you get more help, maybe in the house or whatever, that all shifts and you have to ride with it versus fighting against it. I also want to, I want to, back back to where you talk about having the morning routine because I didn't want to skip over that. I, I absolutely believe that the morning routine, how you start your day is one of the most important things you can do. And yes, you does not need to be a whole hour. Like men, I, I'm really, I cannot wait for more women to come out and talk about how they are doing this, you know, in that space, you know, because it's so much that men are doing this. You know, men are the ones that are the thought leaders in the personal development space too. Like when listening to like motivational stuff, there's only, it's like the women either I've, I've been looking there's for like a Lisa here. Nichols here. There's yes, somebody it, else. It's like sprinkles. Yeah. It, it's not, it's not equatable, you know? <laughs> and I, and that's what I, I, I love. And I, I've been studying successful women, you know, since I started well, since before I started doing um, my business and everything, and I'm just like women that are successful, and it, and I mean, success is at every. It's what people determine, but really deep down is, are you happy with your life, okay. the life that you live on that level of success? Those women take care of themselves. 
yep. and taking care of yourself because you cannot give from an empty cup whatsoever. So I'm so, I'm, I'm, and it, it makes so much sense if you're not having that starting your day off, give yourself some like time to just breathe. Yeah. Be present in the moment. So you're not so reactionary. I love that you have them, you know, look at the, the cycles and like, cause we're, we are all on a routine, even if we don't think we have a routine, right? It's either ours or somebody else's, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, along those, those same strains that you were talking about, as far as the routine, like Olivia said, it doesn't have to be an hour. I have my clients do a 15 minute, five minutes of movement, five minutes, prayer meditation, five minutes journaling. And if you want to overthink a journaling prompt, don't just write out what my intention for the day is. Set a timer, five minutes. They have these lovely apps on all of our devices that are just like timers with music in the background. And you can set it for however long you need it. And let that first 15 minutes of your day be dedicated to you. Like that is, (laughs) that's a game changer. I realized when I started that, how much more of a present mom I was, um, how less resentful I felt, because what I know for sure is that you're, if you're giving your day to other people, you feel resentful, you're angry, you're probably pissed off on a consistent basis because you don't feel like you can get any time for yourself. You have this bevy of negative feelings because you feel like other people are taking control of your energy and that you don't even have command over your own space. And I want to tell you that you do. It's just not going to look like possibly how you think it should look. And I think that's where a lot of women get hung up. Oh, I heard such and such talk about it like this, or I read this book by this man and he's like, oh my gosh, you should be doing this. And I don't have 30 minutes, so I'm not going to do anything since I can't do 30. Like I'll do it when I have the time. It's like pumpkin, you'll never have a time. You're always going to be 29 minutes short. Start with that one. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. You, you're so, and, and doing what's right for you. Yeah. At the end of the day, like you got to, to know what is going to work for you, but in starting out, you, you, you have to give yourself the grace to even be flexible, you know, and be like, okay, let me try this out. Like some people might not be spiritual at all. They might not, you know, they might not want to read a devotional. They might not want to, um, even they meditation. What is that? Start with breathing. How about that? You know, (laughs) just breathe. They call it, um, the school my son used to go to, they called it mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Like just be mindful of what, how your body feels, what your breath is doing. And some of us are so disconnected from our bodies and from our breath that a practice like that is super scary because you're afraid of the feelings that are going to come if you pay attention to how you're really feeling. And then you have to deal with some stuff. Like that's a whole nother thing. That's a, I was talking to my, my best friend the other day about the self-help industry and how these men give these tips on, you know, just stay focused, just stay in the pocket, you know, stay, but it's like, what about the traumas or things that I may have had growing up? You know, do I just push through those or do I, do I actually give space to them? 
what about even the traumas and just living life? And if you're brown, being brown, and if you're a woman, being a woman, like what about those things that I, that in doing the work, I, I don't know about you, but I know when I started entrepreneurship, all of the stuff that I thought I had packed down came rising back up to the top. And especially with kids, kids are mirrors of all of the unhealed shit that you thought you had packed away in these neat little boxes and that you're okay with. And this is why the morning ritual is so important because you have to deal with it. You cannot pack it away and not saying you're going to fix it in one morning, but the awareness is everything because then your brain will go, well, well, how do I, how do I let go of this? And then you'll, you'll see somebody's ad on Facebook that's talking about this exact piece of stuff that you're trying to dump and it's like oh my gosh or you'll see this and things will begin to manifest and happen but you have to give them awareness for space you cannot grind your way to success you can't you can't hustle and grind your way to it you've got to have that mindfulness you've got to give yourself grace and especially being women back on those cycles i know the week before my cycle i am a bumbling idiot don't ask me nothing don't talk to me. I don't schedule clients that week. Look here. I'm not, I can't talk to you because my brain is going, <laughs> flow with that. So often we are trying because men have kind of created this dynamic that we're in. That's the cycle we're trying to roll off of. And it doesn't fit. We need that space. Become friends. Go ahead. Have you read the book Do Less by Kate Norton? Yes, that's what that's what woke I, me up. And I teach I teach my clients also how to use their menstrual cycle to their benefit as well. Yes. And it started out with that book and then I did more research. And you know what? The Mayo University talked about it, but they they really didn't capture it. And if you just look at how the 28-day ovulation cycle works, where you like and everybody's is not 28 days. That's why you have to figure it out for yourself. Right. But um when you see estrogen is really like you're happy. You're, it's your happy hormone, okay? And there's four major hormones. And I, I just, I, I geek out over this. Yeah, and, I, I love it too. Like when I read that, I was like, oh my God, this makes so much sense. And it is the week before. People yeah. are talking about like the week up. I'm like, do y'all not realize? Like, are you really not that aware of how you act before? before? Yeah. Like, that your energy is when I tell you my energy is like the draggiest that week before it's a force for me to try to do anything. And I used to force myself to do stuff because I'm like, oh my God, if I don't do it, I'm lazy. If I don't do this, I'm not productive. And then my head got spun around about what productivity really was. It's not about checking stuff off. Am I doing things that are taking me closer to the life dreams, goals, things that I desire? Am I making steps toward that? Or am I just finding random things to do to say that I've had a productive day? And there are other things like for me, like that time is such a more like reflective, like, okay, yes. how did I do things? You know, um, what, you know, that's a great time to journal and come up with some phenomenal content to reach out to me. So it's not like you're not doing nothing. Like, that's not what we're saying. You're <laughs> using your energy in a way that's going to support you versus further drain you. And if you mm -hmm. have the space in your life to say the week before my cycle, it's just a really light week. And I'm not going to schedule anything if possible. Take advantage of that. You know, let that be the week. If you're a stay-at-home mom, let that be the week that you all sit in the middle of the floor and paint or do arts and crafts or, you know, you sit 
and you're this is like pajama day and you, you guys sit and watch a show or you spend time to connect like there's so many things right that you can do during that time that are so meaningful but they just aren't a part of that normal hustle and grind that we call productive and like we are supposed to be able to show up like that every day all the time yes thank you for yeah it's the toxic positivity the toxic um grind hustle and you you talked about you know the traumas and I want to touch on that because that that hit one for me because when I was like I was going through some childhood trauma some childhood trauma came up I'm a huge empath and November was an insane month for me on the emotional spectrum because like I I legit go like it's like the universe like just know like Beats down. This is the month that you are going to cry your eyes out. Buy a bunch of Kleenex, babe. <laughs> no. But this month, December or November? No, like, no, like for me, it was actually last week. Last week, for some reason, I felt like just giving up and that oh, nothing was going right. <laughs> and that why am I even doing this stuff? And oh my, like it was. And if I didn't have a coach, a therapist and a spiritual guidance leader to go, okay, let's pull you back in because you're taking yourself off path. This is the time to get centered and just allow yourself to relax and give yourself space and go back through your journals. Cause I do victory journaling and see what you really have accomplished because when that negative voice comes in, oh, you haven't done anything. Why are you still doing this? Nothing's working out for you. This is why I tell women tracking and business is so important. You, your ego will tell you you've done nothing. But if you go back and look, oh yeah, I've had three connection calls this month. Oh yeah, there, there's something that did happen. It pops you out of it when you're able to see actually what you've done. But if you're just randomly doing stuff, then yeah, you always gonna feel like you ain't doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. I, um, it was last Thursday. I had a legit panic attack for hours and I had too much caffeine. And I'm like sitting there just trying to like, talk myself out of it like legit like I was listening to scripture I went outside and I flipping smudged myself like with some sage like I was like I'm like oh, please like, it was it was so intense but the- Olivia that takes so much practice and what I think women don't get is that it's an everyday practice I know for me and I'm guessing for you that if you know how to talk yourself down and you know how to separate the non-real thoughts from the truth, then you're able to go, okay, wait a minute, this is not real. And then if you have your own evidence to back it up with, this really isn't real. Like I'm flipping out for no reason. Okay. But that don't happen overnight, lady. So I'm so happy you like pointed that out. Just to... Yeah. And sometimes trauma doesn't always have to be something major. Sometimes trauma can come in the little things like, um, my oldest son used to have this thing where he would say something like over and over and over and over again. And that's a lot. What's also then another piece of trauma could be financial trauma. Like I have to like really watch my money or it's going to all magically go away. Like, where did that come from? Like everything doesn't have to be like, you know, you were beat or 
you know, you were molested or anything like that. Trauma can come in some of anything that alters how alters your perfect per, perception in a negative way. Um, to me, is trauma that alters your perception of your innate enoughness and your truth and your oneness is a form of trauma. And it does, like I said, it doesn't always have to be big. And I think a lot of times women look for these huge things um, to say that they've experienced that have negatively impacted them. And it could be that you're, you know, you have somebody talking at you sideways. I work, like a lot of people don't understand that toxic work environments are traumatic. I refuse. Like I absolutely refuse to be in a toxic work environment. And so many times you'll be, you, you'll just be a place just because it makes the money and you don't, you think that that's normal. There's a group of people and I'm analyzing the room. They're a real estate investing company and they, they, I've noticed their signs around before and stuff like that. So I know that they're doing a lot um, and they do commercial real estate and um, they're having their company party and I'm listening to the conversation and the one lady, they're talking about a lady that has not worked with them for over a year. And I'm sitting here like y'all are sitting in this room talking about this other woman that has not been with y'all for a year. And I bet she's not even on y'all's mind. Like she's not, y'all aren't even on her mind. No, you know? she don't care. And a man left the room and they talked about the fact that he doesn't eat carbs. And I'm like, that is a very toxic work environment because if y'all can just be sitting in a room for two hours and y'all just already talking about other people. Yeah, no. And I was just, mm-mm. And 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 that goes with toxic clients as well. You know, this is why having the clarity in business that you need is so important. But all of that stems back to clarity in your life. Because Mm -hmm. if you're not clear about what your core values are, if you're not clear about how you want to feel, that's what traps a lot of women up is Mm -hmm. that because we're not clear about how we want our day to feel, we just pack stuff on because we feel like it's productive or we feel like there are things we go off based off of expectations and perceived obligations. Um, I had a client of mine recently, you know, she was like, well, you know, my husband expects me to do this. My husband expects me to do that. And I'm like, well, have you ever asked him? Like, is this just your perception? You know, I, I said, is this your perception of his expectation like, have you guys had an actual conversation about this perception? As he said, you know, hey, Gina, I need you to do like, I expect you to do X, Y, and Z because I do this. She goes, no, but you know, he's working and I'm building my business. And it just feels like he expects me to do all the things around the house. I said, oh, so you haven't even asked him yet. She goes, no. I go, pumpkin. No, no, no. You no, you have to have the conversation. You have to have the conversation. So fast forward, she's like, it was scary, but I had the conversation. Because you know, most women are like, oh my God, nobody helps me. I'm so stressed out, blah, 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 blah. And so I said, well, what happened? She was like, would you believe he, he appreciates all I do? He doesn't expect me to do any of that. He's willing to help. I said, well, look at God, look at this. <laughs> Yeah. You know, a lot of the times your family isn't helping you for a couple of reasons. The first is you're not asking. 
And this is what I mean by you're not asking. Hey, Olivia, I have a really tough week. Could you do and plan dinners for this week because I have meetings? Sure. Okay, great, fine. The way most moms ask is, oh my God, I can't believe I have to do all of this by myself and nobody wants to help me. You guys are so lazy and you don't support me. That's not asking. That meltdown, that, that's not asking for help. That is just showing your family, I love you and I mean it. But it's showing your family that you aren't clear and no shade that you are not stable enough to, to really ask for help and make those decisions. And I don't mean that you're crazy or anything like that. It just means that you haven't got the clarity. Your, your foundation isn't stable on what's going on and, and what you need help with. The other thing is, is that your family has tried to help you, but you stop them because it's not the way you, they're not folding towels the way you want to fold towels. They're not, uh, getting the type of kiwa that you would get. They got store brand, you would get name brand. So then you nitpick and you go behind and you refold towels and you rewash dishes and they go, F it, we're not going to help you. You like being overwhelmed, go for it. The third reason why a lot of women aren't getting help and this kind of all ties in is that you don't even know what you need. You, because you haven't sat down long enough to see actually what you're doing what you need help with and what's going on. Every time women come to me, they say, I just need to hire help. Well, what would you have the help do? Because if you don't trust your husband or some of your older kids that may not have you know, a challenge or anything like that to help you out, if you can't even tell them and manage them, what really makes you think that managing a nanny is gonna be easier? Because managing a nanny is no punk. Managing household help is, is not easy because you have to have tough conversations. So if you won't have tough conversations with your family, what makes you think having them with a housekeeper or a landscaper or something like that is going to make your job easier? Oh, yeah, you need to learn how to communicate with your family first before you go and spend thousands of dollars and you hire somebody like, oh my God, they're not doing what I want them to do. Well, what did you want them to do? What systems have you put in place? Have you shared that? What do you actually need help with? I had one lady that had her nanny just like sitting there watching her. Like, she's like, she doesn't help me out. Like what, why did you hire her if you're not gonna let her <laughs> help you out? Like, if you wanna give away some more money, you know, I have kids, they have college funds. They need, like, if you just wanna like dish out money, let's do this. But those are things that keep moms stuck. Going on strike doesn't work yelling and cussing doesn't work, um, throwing things around doesn't work. These are not long-term strategies. Those are strategies that will get your family to help you while you're pissed off. Once they see that you've calmed down, they'll stop. I'll put money on it. It happens all the time. Women, like I went on strike. I am going on strike. And they go on strike and the house gets really messy and things like fall apart. And finally, you know, people in the house get it. And they clean, but then they never have the conversations. They do this passive aggressive, not having the conversations of where they need support and how they don't feel like they're being supported. They just want everybody to read their mind, which is a form of people pleasing. Like I could go into a whole soliloquy about people pleasing, but that's part of people pleasing. I don't want to make you upset at me by expressing my needs. So I'm not going to say what my needs are. Um, I'm hoping you can guess them so I don't have to make you upset and I don't have to feel uncomfortable. How's that working out for you?
Yeah, you got to have that clear communication. One thing I'm also hearing, I, I feel like it would also help in general, and I know this is probably something you work with your clients on too, it's, but their self-worth, increasing yeah. their self-worth um, in areas to understand that, you know, like they're worthy of having the time to themselves. They're worthy of, um, you know, not because it's always pleasing other yeah. people, you know, the, the, I, I hear a lot of people pleasing and that's, and then it's, you know, when you get up and you do this for everybody else and then you only feel worthy if you're being productive, if you, you know, you contribute, but I heard this one thing when like, I almost two years ago and it really changed my mind on worth and everything. And it was, there's trees out here that are just, you know, providing oxygen and taking in carbon dioxide and they're providing value to the earth. Yeah. Aren't you more valuable than a tree if you're just, and all you got to do is breathe, Yeah. you know, breathe in positivity. You know what I'm saying? Breathe that, you know, breathe, breathe, breathe that. Um, and, and knowing that you yourself are enough. Yeah. But that goes back to that trauma piece too, Yeah, which is why I have a beef with the self-help toxic positivity industry, because just be positive. Well, when you have these things and I need to help you build up your self-confidence, it's not as easy as me writing down a goal sometimes mm -hmm. and going for it. Sometimes I have to clear a lot of other stuff out of the way to make room and space for that goal before I go for it. And that's where I see a lot of women get frustrated is they go to these vision board classes, they go to these workshops and they give them the five or 10 easy steps to, I don't know, have a successful business, but it's from the space of having on blinders and not considering any other area of your life, mm -hmm. which is why sometimes I don't recommend people go to a business coach until they've gotten some other areas of their life under control yeah. because until you stop putting out fires with, you know, getting your kids to nap or something like that, unless you're working with a coach that is aware of what it's like to be who you are, then I don't like it's sometimes you need to take baby steps. Stop thinking you have to move so fast. Mm -hmm. um, have you ever read The Slight Edge? No, I haven't. I'm going to look that up, though. Let me so write that down. It's by Joe, Joe, John Olson. I forget his first name, but A-O-L-S-O-N is the last name. And so the book starts off talking about water hyacinths and how on the surface kind of doesn't like anything's happening, right? But over time, they have built this entire community under the water that adds to the strength of the water hyacinth. And so stop looking for that big thing to you have to build that foundation and you have to build those roots in order for you to be able to see that big thing and taking the small steps that don't look like they're fun, that don't look like they're going to get you the, you know, $50,000 a month, you know, whatever you have to be willing to start from the humble beginnings. You have to be thankful for those humble beginnings and start where you are and watch it build. The comparison trap is real. Because the only reason you think you want to have all that is because you see somebody else have it. 
Yeah. You know, because, oh, well, it's possible for them. So it's possible for me, you know? And then it's like, oh, this is, and, and you, but you got to see how they operate their lives too. Is that the life that you want to operate from? You know, why do you want it? Identifying why you really want what you say you want. Um, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't have it. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm right. Just, but do you really, do you really want it? Let me give you a perfect example. So about five years ago, we were looking to move. And so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get a 10,000 square foot house because that's what somebody that's going to be at my level that we're, we're almost there. I should have a house this big, you know, I should. And so the girl I was masterminding with at the time, which was my cousin, she goes, well, why do you want it? Talk about a face crack. I'm like, well, that's just something that I'm supposed to have. Like it shows my success. She goes, but no, no, no. Why do you want it? Like, how did you say, she's like, how did you say you wanted your family to be again? Like, I want them to be close. I like, she says, so will a 10,000 square foot house do that for you? I'm like, no, we would be spread out all over the place. I really like the closeness of my family. I enjoy that piece. Um, and I'm not, you know, I really don't love big houses that big. I just thought it was something I was supposed to have because based on my husband's income and my income, that's something we should have been aspiring to. That should have been on my vision board. And so I was going to aspire to that house, but I really didn't want that doggone house. That really wasn't my version of success. My version of success is, you know, 3000 square feet, 10 acres of land and a horse. Like that's my version of success, not a big house full of servants and stuff like that. Because to me, that's not warm and fuzzy. I like for my family to be there. Not saying I'm a drop the housekeeper, but still, you know, <laughs> knowing what, and that's because people aren't clear, Olivia, they're not clear. They haven't spent enough time in silence to see what they really wanted. Everything is muddied by the media that they consume, the shows, the blogs, the social media channels of people that are filtered and have backdrops and they've rented planes and, um, you know, they say they have this, but they really don't have that, you know, that's something they borrowed and they not carrying a Birkin bag that's rented. That's not theirs. You aspiring for Birkin bags and red bottoms. They ain't even got them or they do. And they broke. <laughs> I see so many flexing. Like I know you in real life. Like, I know you in real life, this, but okay. And they're like, oh my God, you look so fabulous. Okay. But are you happy though? Is this what you really right? want though? Like what, how's your bank account look? I, I just got done reading a book. Um, it was two books ago. It was Britches Fuck With More Money Than You Know What To Do With by Amanda Francis. And she's like a money coach. And um, she was... For, for the longest, it was like she was making money, but she didn't um, like, she didn't have a big savings. And it was like, her friend said something that made her change her mind on savings. And it was something like for me too, because I've had to overcome a major money mindset things. And um, it was, you know, having a fat bank account is so sexy to me, you know, like fat savings account, like that type, like those, you know, but that is not something that you will see online. But anyway, I, I digress from that. 
I want to know what is it like? How do you, you work with Charmaine? Daily, moment by moment, all the time. Um, I have a team. It takes a village, baby. I have a therapist. I have a spiritual advisor. I have my own business coach. I, you know, you're like, why do you need all these different people? Because those are different segments of my life. My husband and I work with a financial wealth planner because we're building wealth, mm-hmm. not just, oh, I'm going to be hood rich. No, mm-hmm. it's like, I want legacy longevity. So we have the wealth coach that we're working for and helping us make the right investment choices. Um, I didn't get all this overnight. I had to get clear and I started on one area at, at a time. I have um, a nanny. I've had a nanny for like the longest time. I had a nanny before it was really popular for black women to have a nanny for their kids because I got, like my mother was like, why do you have somebody else taking care of your kids? Why is she doing this? Uh, Because I wasn't meant to do all this by myself. You can't, like, I don't know how my mom and my aunts did it. I think it's literally insane that they didn't have help. And you don't have to have a nanny, but God, at least a sitter every once in a while to give you a break. Who cares if you're, I was a stay-at-home mom with a nanny. I wasn't working a job. I, my business wasn't even going. And I, I, was, I had a nanny. So you don't have to get permission when your business hits 5K. And here's the thing, having the household support has allowed me and my husband to create more income, multiple income streams. He's not cutting grass. Why? Because he could be making income versus cutting grass. Mm-hmm. Some of these things that um, I don't grocery shop, I can count on my hand the number of times I've walked into a grocery store this month. I have, uh, I do the click list. I don't really like Instacart, but I do like the click list. And I drive up, put the groceries in my car and leave. On my list for 2022 as a personal assistant, I've discovered that I really don't have time for Target runs. I really don't have the bandwidth to do the running that is involved in my life because I have two kids in art class. I have, you know, I still have mom stuff that I like to be present yeah. for those things to do. Um, so I have a team. I don't do stuff on my own. I ask for help. I know when I'm sinking and last but not least, my husband, my God, we are a formidable team. To me, we are goals. Y'all looking at, mm-mm. I can, you know, he, we're in this space where we're intuitive and I know when he needs help, he knows when I need help. We have regular communication about money. Daily, we talk about money. If you're not talking, it's like, you don't have to have these deep conversations with, with your, your significant other, you know, it could be, okay, this clear, that clear. People that are comfortable with money, talk about money a lot. And not from a space of lack or worry. But I have a team. That's how Charmaine does it. Charmaine has a team. And Charmaine gives herself grace now more than, it's not perfect. It's never going to be perfect. But I give myself grace more than I ever have when I have days that suck. Like, oh, I need to get back in bed versus beating myself up and going, I'm going to power through this. No, I don't feel great. I need to cancel some things. I need to say no to something. Yeah, it's not like you ever are happy when are are, no one is ever happy with the the nasty things they say when they're not on the at their best. Okay, nobody's ever been like you know I'm so happy I said that. You know, maybe in the moment like I'm not gonna you know maybe a person that isn't healed. 
you know, maybe they're cool with that, but like grown people that have done personal development that understand that they shouldn't, they are not always for the public. Yep should allow themselves the space to not always be for the public. And that's a lovely lesson for my kids to see because it gives them permission to take mental health break days. It gives them, you know, versus what I saw as a child, which was my mom always powering through, never really showing emotion. Never, you know, now I'm showing emotion. You know what? Mommy needs five minutes. I am not in my highest space. My kids know what that means. Mommy needs five minutes. She's not in her highest space. It means mommy might say some stuff that's off cuff that have reverted back to her, you know, her hood days that that could possibly happen. So everybody knows to give me that space. And then I come back to things. Um, I have created a culture with my kids where they can check me. And what I mean is if they see me acting out of alignment or cutting a fool, hey, mom, that's not kind mom, maybe you should go lay down. And it's a different culture than what I grew up with because I could have never said that to my mom. I would have caught the back of her hand. But I wanted to create a culture where my kids felt safe in expressing themselves and knowing what type of energy they didn't want to be around. And so that gives them that space to know that and not just feel like, okay, I need to stuff this down because nothing's wrong with her. It must be me. That's so helpful for right? children, like to learn how to even process emotions. So many people do not know how to manage, process, deal with the emotions that they have. And I, I find it adults, they really do not, they're not emotionally intelligent. Yeah. Um, last question, how do people work with you? Um, clients wise, like what type of programs do you offer? So I have two different programs. I have my one-on-one deep dive program. It's 90 days. We go in, we go hard. It is not for the faint of heart. So I always say, if you are not ready to do the work, and if you are not ready for me to be all up in your stuff and calling you out, the one-on-one program is not for you Um, because we only have 90 days together. And so I have, we have no option, but to go in and not sit in our stories, but realize they're there, create new stories and create systems to handle or not systems, but follow-up for you to handle certain things as we move along. Like this is for my one-on-ones are for people that are like in, they need urgent care. Like you, we need to get the wound out and get it cleaned. Then I have a six month group. The six month group is still, I'm still telling them like it is straight, no chaser. However, there's more space to it. And it's for the mom that is either on the verge of feeling overwhelmed and they want to cut it off at the pass. I've been getting, thankfully, quite a few women that see where they're going and they say, okay, this is about to get worse. And then for the woman that it's not super bad, but she's sick of putting out fires and always feeling like she's kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul with her energy. So um, those are the two, the two ways to work with me is either that one-on-one or that group program. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for sharing and coming on and talking, Charmaine. Like it's been such a pleasure. I love, I love talking to you. Like, I just feel like we can go on and on forever, but I, I know, I know how people are with, with, 
attention spans and everything. So I just want to thank you so much again. And guys, her links again are in the show notes below. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Empowered Woman Badass and Unfiltered Podcast. If you found any value in this, please consider sharing and subscribing. Now go out and be a badass.